Welcome everybody back to the Fire Talk podcast and YouTube channel. So for today's episode, we're going to be talking about who are the Padres' untouchable prospects. Obviously, not much going on in free agency now with the lockout. However, when things kind of start up again, it is very likely that the Padres will be trading away a lot of their farm system. And you've seen names like Luis Campusano, uh, Robert Hassel, Mackenzie Gore, even C.J. Abrams brought up in a lot of uh, deals. And really, at any level of the Padres system, we've heard guys' names get brought up in potential rumors or trade packages to go get a Matt Olson or you know some guy like that. Uh, and so for this episode, I thought it'd be really interesting to see what who each of us have as guys that we would not trade no matter what. So maybe there's guys that are close to untouchables, but and we can bring those guys up. But Isaac... Are there any true untouchable guys in the Padres system? The obvious one would be C.J. Abrams. Um, the guy has 80-grade speed, probably could be one of the fastest players in the MLB, if not the fastest. I've uh, I've kind of thought his his ceiling would be like a Trey Turner-type player who could play um, you know, both middle infield positions, but he could also play an outfield position. And um, I've seen some things, I mean, we all saw it, where – People said, "Oh, he's blocked, so we should trade him." Mookie Betts got got moved from uh, from second base because of Dustin Pedroia because he was blocked. Um, so the talent is there. It's just you don't want to move the talent because he's blocked by somebody else. You want to be able to keep that that uh, that bat talent in your lineup. So trading him is is a blasphemous thought. I don't even think that's on AJ Preller's mind. There's of course others that that aren't on AJ Speller mind for trading as well. But I think this is the one guy that's on top of the list for, for anyone who remembers, we made a, a top 30 prospects list. I think it was last year before spring training. And um, it might've been, it might've been like an unpopular opinion, but we actually had CJ Abrams number one over Mackenzie Gore. And that's looked pretty good right now. So, uh, um, you know, CJ Abrams, eighth grade speed, a guy who can, I, I think he had a double or a home run off Trevor Bauer, something like that. So a home run off Trevor Bauer triple off somebody else like he's shown his talent um at the in, in spring training against MLB caliber players and and uh that's a guy I want in my lineup whether it's second short outfield I think he can be I think his uh his floor is a Chris Taylor type player yeah I completely agree with you there off on the triple for anyone of you that hasn't seen the video CJ Abrams hits like a deep pop fly into right center field and by the time the relay, by the time it gets to the second baseman or whoever the relay guy was, CJ Abrams, uh, Abrams was already walking on the third base. It wasn't already in the infield. It was by the time it got to the relay guy. He was already walking in the third base. If they took any longer, it could have been a, a inside of the park home run. If it was probably like an actual game, he might have actually turned it into an in the, inside the park home run on just like a routine deep fly ball. Guy has insane speed. Um, the other, I'd name three other prospects, and I have two guys that are probably not on your list just for personal reasons. Uh, Mackenzie Gore is my searchable. He's just kind of been screwed over when it comes to his progression, to his development, because 2020, we had the COVID season. There was no minor league season for him. He kind of just got stuck at UCSD with the other 60 players or the 30, 35 players that were there that weren't on the 25-man roster, 26, whatever it was. Then come 2021, 
finally gets a minor league season, goes through some ups and downs, goes through blister injury, goes through him getting his uh, mechanics completely changed up and finally starts to have some success. Now, where he can't contact any of his coaches, brand new pitching coach, new minor league coaches, and not sure they're going to have a season, not sure when the MLB season is going to start, not sure when spring training is or when pitchers and catchers are supposed to report to spring training because we all know he's going to get an invite. His statistics from last year show regression, but the talent is still there. We saw the glimpses of that he is going to be this ace-level guy, even working through all of this. You can't give up on him now. I think it would be a mistake to trade him, and that one I think would burn us. Um, then the other two that I have are Kevin Copps and Robert uh, Gap. Just because I know we don't have a lot of minor league pitching depth. I know a lot of people complain about that. And these are two college arms that Kevin Copps can come in. He can start. He can be a long reliever. He can be a closer. He has experience in practically every situation you can be in as a pitcher. Uh, I want to see how stuff plays out on the major league level. I think he'd be a really valuable arm to have. And Robert Gasser is, we saw last year in the second half of the season, we were desperate. And I mean desperate for starting pitchers. And A.J. Preller wasn't promoting guys from within. He went out and signed Vince Velasquez and Jake Arrieta. And we remember how those experiments went. They were not pretty to watch. So I would have those two guys just because they're probably the closest thing to MLB-ready pitchers that we have outside of Adrian Martinez and other than guys coming off Tommy John, which we have a few guys. So those would be my four. I like it. Um, I'm only going to have one. This doesn't mean I'm strongly against trading other other guys. The only guy I would put on it is C.J. Abrams because I think he's the only guy that's at least to me, and maybe hasn't technically proven it, right? Like he's only played in the minors, hasn't been called up. However, I think that we've seen that his tools, um, his ability are top tier. He is the sixth ranked prospect for a reason, and I am strongly against trading high, high in guys like that. So for me, the only guy that's on that untouchable list is going to be CJ Abrams. Uh, MLB uh, MLB.com has him right now as their sixth overall prospect. Um, so you have a guy that's probably going to finish the year top five, or maybe during the season will be top five when that list gets updated, but 60, 60 grade, uh, hitting 50 grade power, 80 grade running 55 arm 60 field. So that is pretty elite. I don't think that his, uh, his ability to hit either, uh, gets like talked about enough. He's put up great numbers throughout the minor league systems. Um, I think he's going to be, you brought up Chris Taylor as like a floor for him. I like that a lot. And we've talked about it a ton. The like the conversation of, oh, should he get traded because he, there's a shortstop in Fernando Tatis that's here? There's a second baseman in Jake Cronenworth. There's a third baseman in Manny Machado. Oh, you don't have anywhere on the infield. He absolutely has the skill set, has the arm to go play an outfield spot. If he is able to adapt to that, and I fully expect him to be able to, you brought up Mookie Betts. I think that's a good example for this. You can you you often see players going from the infield to the outfield and they end up having a lot of success. Is there a chance that he really can't do it? Yes, of course. But the Potters haven't really taken that step to try to move him there. And they've done it with a lot of other guys, and I fully expect them to do it. I mean, we saw them do that with Jerks and Profar last year. And I would say I think the big difference there is that Jerks and Profar is not nearly the athlete that CJ Abrams is. So it's hard to compare that way because because Profar didn't look too too hot in the outfield, definitely an infielder, but 
he's also a lot older. He hasn't developed to, at, at, he's not in that developmental stage like CJ Abrams. So you can definitely move him. Um, but after that, I mean, I, you brought up McKenzie Gore chase. I'm, I'm with you on that. Like, I definitely think that he's a guy you don't want to trade if you, but I don't think he's untouchable. If someone goes and sends you an offer and they're like, Hey, we view McKenzie Gore as a guy that can be a, a ace caliber pitcher. And they give you a, a deal that is like that. Yeah. You might end up taking it. Um, if, if they have him at the, at valued correctly. Now, my thought would be it's probably pretty unlikely that he's going to be valued where at least we believe that he should be. Um, and so I think it's definitely worth it when you have that, those elite tools. Yes, you have the command issues. There's a reason that the Padres invested so much into the farm, into the coaching staff, into Ruben Niebla. So these, so these younger guys can come up and flourish. Um, so I think it, it would be just tough. Like, I think you'd just be selling at the lowest point. Um, another guy that I will also bring up, uh, is James Wood. Now I know that James Wood actually two guys. So James Wood and Victor Acosta. Now these are two guys that are very, very far away from, from, you know, contributing, but to me, it doesn't make any sense to trade these guys either. So I think those guys would not really be truly untouchables, but guys were just like, why would you trade them? They have elite tools. Yes. They're not even close to, you know, being up to the, the, the majors yet. I mean, their ETAs are both 2025. So I just don't think it would make any sense to trade these guys. It's not the time to call them up. Obviously, it's not the try- time to move them away when you could end up seeing them flourish in the minor league systems. And if you do want to trade them, well, wait till two years until their values, you know, sky high, or wait to not do that and then have an elite prospect again. So those are two guys I think that will eventually like climb their way up the, the Padres farm system that I just don't think would make any sense to trade. But Isaac, Chase, anybody else you guys want to want to bring up? Yeah, um, I mean, we talked to uh, both of you guys talked about Mackenzie Gore. I, I would put him in untouchable for multiple reasons. He's, I think he's still got the skill set. Of course, I, I think he's got great stuff. He's got a four pitch mix that will do great in the MLB if he's if it's if uh, sorry, I guess, <laughs> if he's able to come around. Um, but also because you're gonna get low balled. You're gonna get low balled heavily if you try and give up Mackenzie Gore. If somebody comes to you to try and acquire Mackenzie Gore, and, and uh, I don't think you wanna you wanna get low balled on a guy like that. Um, what was the other thing I was gonna say? Our very own Manny Machado had to get moved over out of his position of shortstop because of JJ Hardy. He was uh, <laughs> JJ Hardy. He was blocked, um, so we had to move over to third base. And then um, I don't know. You know, I you brought up James Wood. He'll probably he's gonna be a top five prospect for however long he's in the minors. Victor Casas, I think he's gonna end up be being like the second or first overall prospect in our system here soon. Um, in the next two year, two three years, I, I really think he's good. And I think we're going to see quite a bit of guys that play the middle infield or outfield. If we're going to tr- make any trades, you could see like Jackson Merrill. Um, I think those kind of guys are going to get traded looking at how many middle infielders we signed out of the international class. Um, maybe even pitchers. I'm not sure. But uh, that's why I like getting so many guys out of the international class. We're able to trade some guys from the 5 to 15 range and go get guys like uh, I don't think we're going to get Matt Olson. I don't think either of us have brought up Robert Hassel. But uh He's probably my second favorite prospect after after C.J. Abrams. So, I mean, if we're going to get Olsen, unfortunately, we would probably have to give him up, and that sucks um, because I think he's going to be a stud. I think he's like a Cody Bellinger-type player. Um, but I think Campusano is most likely to get traded, and I skill set tells me he's untouchable, but getting rid of a contract tells me he's not. That is unfortunately the dilemma that we're in. Um, I would probably put Hassel in like the tier below untouchable. Like 
you shouldn't trade this guy unless the deal that you're getting is absolutely outstanding and it's going to benefit the team from being a playoff contender, a fringe playoff contender to these guys are going to win the division. Like it has to be a really good trade for the team for me to get want to get rid of asshole. But everyone else basically, yeah, they're, they can be traded away, except Abrams. If they trade Abrams, I, they're going to get burned like they did trade Turner. Yeah, I, I feel the same way on that. And I think Hassel, uh, Luis Campusano, like those guys definitely deserve to be talked about in this discussion. We're actually going to be talking about Luis Campusano tomorrow um, and whether or not does it make sense to trade him. Is it a, is a, is it a dumb idea? Um, but I wouldn't probably, I wouldn't put Luis Campusano in untouchables, but I would also put Robert Hassel in that, like you said, Chase, like that tier right below it. So, I mean, high level guy, and he's—I mean—he's the third prospect in our farm for a reason. He's a top fifty prospect in the league. Like he has a lot of value. So if it does let you like open up that window to really, really make a run for it, then yeah, sure. But it's pretty hard to find deals where that's the case. So you're gonna have to get a lot if you're gonna be moving uh, Robert Hassel. So we'll see what like the, what maybe what offers get brought up for Hassel, but. I doubt that he gets moves also. That's the other thing I would say about Robert Hassel. But I think it's where we're at. Anyone else, if there's guys that, that you think that we're not mentioning this untouchable list, or there's maybe there's some lower guys, you're like, hey, this guy, like we I mean, we brought up Victor Acosta. That's not a guy that a lot of people are really like talking about. If there's other guys that you guys really like, let us know. Cause I would love to hear someone that's way down the farm system be like, hey, do not trade this guy. He's gonna climb up the ranks. Um, could we kind of see it with guys like you see these prospect lists come out, but then you're like, well, why is this guy like 15 when we, when we like kind of fully expect him to be top five in a year? Like it does, it's kind of odd how that's the case, how a lot of it's based on the timelines, but let us know what you guys think. But with all that said, I think it's gonna do it for today's episode. So thank you for listening. And we'll be talking about Luis Campus on tomorrow.